Hey y'all, I'm Casey Bell from the Shake Up Learning Show, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 63 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper, your host, and today I'm going to take you through a live coaching call with Taylor. If you have never joined us before on the Burned In Teacher podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. So I got to let you in on a little secret. I was not planning on launching an episode today. Um, This episode is going to air on March 30th. And honestly, uh, my family and I were going to be on spring break in Florida visiting my brother and my beautiful nephew, Benny. But obviously those plans have changed. I was also going to take a break and allow you just time to um, enjoy with your families for possibly you being on spring break. And I was just going to take a little break there. But times have changed things have changed. So I want to continue to offer you action, inspiration, and support through this time. And true to form, and I'm practicing what I preach, I batched a bunch of interviews at the end of February and beginning of March. And this episode was actually recorded, or this interview rather, was actually recorded on March 10th. And believe it or not, (laughs) I feel like this was a long time ago and it was just a few weeks ago when Taylor and I were talking and going through this coaching session, there was not any talk. There was no talk about schools closing. Um, We knew that COVID-19 and the coronavirus um, were were circling around the world and impacting lives in other places. But as far as um, our schools, our classrooms, it just wasn't an issue yet. And so um, I was I was really on the fence about whether or not to go ahead and launch this episode, but in the spirit of determine your long-term goals. And what the, as far as the conversations I've been having with teachers in the Facebook group and through email and um, on Instagram, is that we have to continue to focus forward. This is temporary. And Taylor, as you will hear in the episode, has some struggles um, in her day-to-day teaching life in the physical building and her classrooms and with her students. And I think that this can be used as an example, as a perfect opportunity to do some research, to do some learning, to do some re-evaluating on what's not been working. And I mean, this would have been an excellent episode for our Reflect on Your Challenges because she has a huge opportunity here to do some, some research and some learning of her own. And that's what I encourage you to do. You know, if things aren't working, then you need to do some learning more about what you're struggling with so that you can try new things in an effort to do better and to do something different so that you get different results. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this episode with you. It's a little longer of an episode because we really get deep into her struggles and then I give her some homework uh, to try with her students. Now, of course, she is not in school with her students right now. She is, um, I believe, teaching remotely. She and I have been communicating through email, and I'm going to check in with her when she gets back to school. So whether that's at the end of April, the middle of May, next August, no matter when it is, what I'm encouraging her to do is to do the research, set a plan, continue to connect with her students. She is a Spanish teacher and travels around to different classrooms and offers instruction from uh, general education classrooms. as you'll hear in the interview. And what this, to me, offers her is an opportunity to learn, to make a plan, and then have time to implement it. And then she and I will come together and see how things are going and move on from there. Now, I'm not going to check in with tips and takeaways, but you can check our amazing show notes um, with all of the important details about this episode at burnedinteacher.com. Go ahead and click on podcast, and then you will be able to access all of the show notes there. There are two more things I want to make sure you know about before I jump into this interview with Taylor. Number one, if you've not already downloaded this month's Burned In Teacher podcast episode freebie, go to burnedinteacher.com slash determine, no D at the end, and you'll get chapter six of the Burned In Teacher ebook and all of the steps you can take to determine your long-term goals. The other thing is two weeks ago, I launched an episode um, that was the audio of Crisis to Calm, 
which was a webinar that I hosted with my good friends Dana Thomas from Happy Teacher Revolution and Gretchen Bridgers from Always a Lesson. And it's been a huge hit. So if you have not at least registered for that free webinar all about creating balance, workflow, and connection during this time, go to burnedinteacher.com slash crisis to calm to get access to that webinar totally for free. Lastly, if you're feeling any isolation at all and you want to continue this conversation, go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher where you will be surrounded by hundreds of other teachers looking for a place to change the conversation, to open up about their struggles, and to seek solutions. Now, with all of that being said, let's jump into the interview with Taylor. Until next week, I'm thinking of you, wishing you, your biological family, and your school family health and happiness through this time. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today on the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited for our conversation. So to get this live coaching session um, started off, why don't you help the audience to know a little bit about you and your situation? So I never really saw myself as doing anything other than teaching. I've always been very interested in working with people and helping people. Um, I'm very excited and passionate about language. And so that's what I have been doing for around four years now. Mm -hmm. And my first year, I started out in high school, I ended up moving to middle school. And now I am in fifth grade. And this year has been a huge change for me because I am on a cart. I am in five different classrooms. Um, I don't have my own classroom to house kids in so I don't have anywhere um, to reflect with my students one-on-one if I wanted to give them a consequence I would have to ask permission to use someone else's room Um, and I didn't have an office until November actually so it was a very unique situation this is a new up and running program and I'm also writing curriculum while all of this is going on so it's been a challenge for me to not get completely immersed in work and I am for sure burnt out, but I'm looking for ways to um, reduce that feeling and just staying in a healthy mental space and really enjoying what I'm doing and not getting lost in some of the behaviors because when they are so little, I adore my kids, but you would not believe <laughs> the amount of behaviors that happen, especially when I see almost a whole fifth grade. So I see roughly 400 kids throughout the entire year. Wow. That's, that's a lot. So I am going to ask you to quickly back up. So you say that you're considered a specials class and mm-hmm. you are on a cart and you travel around to fifth grade classes. How many classes are we talking about? So I have... 10 classes in any one semester. I have A days, which I have five different classes. And then on B days, I see five different groups of classes. So I have my A day kids and my B day kids. And then that's only for quarters one and three. During quarters two and four, I have a different set of kids. So throughout the year, I have 20 different classes. Okay. Wow. So I know all their names. (laughs) And you know all their names. Yes. That's something to give yourself a pat on the back for. That is a win. Yeah. And you know, that tells me something about you too, is that you value that relationship and you value student Mm -hmm. voices. Absolutely. And it's hard because I only see them every other day, every other quarter, Mm -hmm. and you don't realize how difficult it can be to create relationships, especially when some of the class sizes range so widely in their numbers. I have some classes where I have 14 kids. I have some classes where I have 25. 
Um, so I try to create relationships with them as best as I can, but, um, sometimes I can feel like a losing game. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't imagine when you talk about the behaviors, I can definitely relate to that. There are some behaviors that I've seen in my students that make my jaw drop and it's really hard to separate yourself from the biases that we have sometimes about Mm -hmm. how students should behave or, you know, what they should or shouldn't know about mm-hmm. how to behave in the classroom. And then one more question for you to help me understand. Um, what is your title? So you, you, you're considered specials, like you said, mm-hmm. fifth grade, but what is your title? What do, you, what do you teach when you're traveling around? Spanish. Okay. So I'm considered a Spanish teacher. Gotcha. And I apologize if you said that earlier and I missed it. That's all right. I'm actually working through my graduate degree right now and I'm studying TESOL, teaching English to speakers of other languages. So. Okay. And do you have future plans for what you want to do with that degree? I think that it would be amazing to be able to be that first connection for groups of students. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be able to work with smaller numbers of students and then push in and also see different kids. Mm -hmm. I think that it, it sounds like an awesome scenario for me. The only thing is um, I've gone to different schools in different levels three times in the past four years. So it would be nice to get settled. So we'll see how things turn out. (laughs) And what year is this for you? Uh, This is my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to go through a series of questions, Taylor, just to help me to understand. Um, Now I know what you're doing right now in your current day-to-day life, but I also Mm -hmm. want to do a little bit of reflecting. And Taylor, I know that you have participated in the Burned In Teacher Training course and Out the Door by Four. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm correct, right? I I want to make sure I'm talking about the right Taylor here. Um, So can you tell me, um, have you made it through those courses? Um, And uh, what are some things that you've already picked up from those? So I really like the idea of, um, I'm forgetting your term for it right now, but the chunking things into um, different pieces and making sure that you're scheduling it, um, blocking and help me with the Batching and blocking. Yes, batching and blocking. Um, Organization is essential when you're in my role. Um, So I need to make sure my time is organized, um, that I am working efficiently Mm -hmm. and I can always be a little bit better at that, but the organization piece is so important. And that has helped me a lot in terms of my time. Mm -hmm. I find that it has helped me, um, manage my time better, especially being on a cart. You don't realize how important, um, your time is because not only do you have to clean up the classroom before you leave, but you also have to travel to your next destination. Mm-hmm. And that takes up time from the next class and also from my prep period, from my lunch. So it's very important for me to have my time accounted for. Fantastic. So tell me, um, tell me what brought you to Burned In Teacher in the first place. What I'm kind of um, starting with B here with begin where you are, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened in the past that brought you here? So then we'll know how to move forward. So last year I was feeling possibly even more burnt out than I'm feeling now because I didn't have a prep period. I'd taken on an extra class. Um, I was facilitating my department. Um, and it was a lot. So Mm -hmm. additionally, there were more meetings every month. Um, I had more responsibility. Um, the extra class that I picked up had, um, some different level students than the ones I were, I was teaching. They had just been, um, leveled out of, a reading program and so they needed a place to put them so they wanted to put them in the Spanish class mm-hmm. so it was a lot at once it was different curriculum that I had to work with and it was just a completely different group of kids so I had a lot going on at once and I was very overwhelmed um And just some different things that happened to me personally added on that extra stress. Um, And I was feeling very anxious and I was searching for ways to lessen um, the just 
emotionally what I was feeling because it was getting hard for me to kind of get through the days and get everything done without feeling guilty that I wasn't um, functioning at my highest level, giving my 100% to everything because when you're giving too much, you can't. Mm -hmm. So true, by the way. You can't, you can't do it all um, for sure. And you can't, you certainly can't do it all well. So um, what type of burnout were you experiencing then? And what type of burnout do you feel like you're experiencing now? And I'm, I'm referring to the teacher burnout quiz. Did you, have you taken that? I have taken it. Okay. Um, I don't have it up in front of me right now though. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Based on what you, um, we chatted just really quickly before we mm -hmm. um, record, based on what you told me, I'd like to kind of make a, make a judgment on, on what I think that, that you're dealing with here. Um, based okay. on last year when you joined um, Out the Door by Four, mm -hmm. you were probably burned and unbalanced. Mm-hmm struggling with all the things there were to do, not enough time to do them, a lot on your plate, overwhelmed, mm -hmm. anxious, frustrated, right? Yes. And now, and I'm going to ask you to elaborate on what you're feeling now. And I, I think I already know based on what you told mm -hmm. me, I'm, I'm thinking probably burned and over it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, lots of behaviors, student behaviors, um, frustration with that, management of students, um, relationships, respect, that, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And I'm almost at the point where I'm looking elsewhere because I feel like it is so hard for me to figure out how to make this work on a daily basis. And where I'm at now, I can't imagine doing this how I am currently doing it for the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. It seems so challenging being where I'm at. And I just know that something's got to give, something's got to change, or I am going to flame out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So what are your goals? What do you, what do you want right now? Because it sounds like you, you've really taken control and, and made some changes as far as your organization, mm -hmm. your planning, your prepping, all mm -hmm. of that, all those things that come along with, with the, out the door by four. Mm -hmm. But tell me about what, what you're struggling with now specifically and, um, mm -hmm. and what your ideal outcome would be. So right now I'm struggling with getting everything done at once, um, having so many different things that I need to accomplish and staying on top of all of them. Mm -hmm. So I, I would like to be able to also have a life outside of my job. That's my main goal. Mm -hmm. um, we just got a dog over the summer and I want to actually be able to go out on longer walks and hikes with him after school, after having done what I need to for the day. Mm -hmm. um, because I've had so much grading and it's easy to get behind in that. Um, I am not able to leave it at school right now at this point in time because I am trying to figure out um, where I want to go next in terms of the curriculum and my planning and um, differentiate for my students and meet them at their level and adjust my expectations for that because it is my first year teaching fifth grade and I want to make sure I am doing everything I can to help them be successful. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to get like honor myself and give myself time outside of work to recharge and enjoy the relationships I have outside of school. Mm -hmm. Now you just brought up some, some other things, um, some pieces of what you're struggling with, um, that have to do with being burned and unbalanced. But what we mm -hmm. were talking about before you were talking about some student behaviors. So, yes. um, so tell me a little bit about that and then we'll choose a direction to go from there. Okay. So about the behaviors, mm -hmm. um, there are so many behaviors. Mm -hmm. I see so many students and I see different students every day. So there are so many behaviors that at the end of the day, it can kind of feel like just overwhelming. Like this is the main part of my job. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to feel a little bit disheartened and to focus on the negative instead of focusing on the positive. But at the end of the day, I want to feel 
proud of myself and that my teaching is the primary thing that I'm doing, not necessarily um, babysitting the behaviors. And I know that sounds bad, but sometimes there are so many that it's easy to get lost in that. And I adore my students. I love them. And uh, it's my thing. I say, I love you in a non-creepy way. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, miss, you love us. Um, but that's kind of where I sit. I'm kind of overwhelmed with all the behaviors. And I want it to feel like a good thing at the end of the day, not something I'm just stressing. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes here as you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> so. In order for this to have a, in order for us to lay out this session so that you mm-hmm. come away with some action items, we need mm-hmm. to choose one to focus on for today. Mm-hmm. So would you like to focus on the unbalanced part with, you know, struggling with all of the things, different things, the deadlines, the curriculum, the planning, the prepping, the grading, all of that. So you can mm-hmm. um, leave it a decent time. Or would you like to focus on the classroom management side of things? Or, you know, you had said already that you were focused, you had already made some small changes that were having mm-hmm. some, some pretty good results. Um, yes. But would you like to focus on those relationships, those behaviors? Um, I think that's something that right now I'm in it. And I think growing more and making the choice to go in that direction will help me even more, especially finishing out the rest of the quarter. Um, So let's go in that direction. With the the student behaviors? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. So help me to understand. You have 20 students, or I'm sorry, 20 classes. Yes? Yes. 15 Mm -hmm. to 25 students in each class. Yes. Okay. So you have approximately, let me get out my calculator here, approximately 400 students, give or take. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I should have been able to do that in my head. Um, (laughs) I thought it was going to be a little harder than that. So think about your first class that you're going to walk into tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Help me to understand what that looks like. Okay. So the first class I walk into is a science classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has rows of desks. They have folders that they're going to come in. They're going to get and they put down on the desk. Um, and we work off of the smart board in that classroom. Um, I have a desk on the side that I can use because the teacher was gracious enough to ask for one for me. Mm -hmm. And um, we would go from there. But class sometimes can get off to a slow start because um, I have a couple of heavy hitters (laughs) and they like to try to switch their seats and things like that. Um, Arguing about what people have said, not being mindful of how they're acting towards one another. So if I could nip that in the bud, that'd be awesome. Just quickly getting into the class, but I still need to set up because I am on my cart. I have to log the previous teacher out in, um, get everything set up and then start. Okay. So you said you're struggling with, they're wanting to switch seats. I can totally relate to Mm -hmm. that. Um, (laughs) They're arguing with one another about this or that. Is there something specific or is it just in general? It's really the way they talk to each other. Um, one thing that I hear all the time is, Miss, it's just a joke, but it's really not a joke. It's really them being rather mean to each other today. One um, one boy called the girl ugly, and then um, they kept going back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. and then that's something that I have to deal with. But the idea to them of coming to me so I can help them through the situation is seen as snitching. So that's the it. challenge at this stage. They don't want to ask for help. Right. Okay. Um, so 45 minutes, you walk in at the beginning, they start off slow, you start off slow and um, because of they want to switch seats or arguing, they're talking to each other in a nasty way of, in mm-hmm. many different forms. Um, yeah. Anything else that's causing you to start off and- slow? I have to set up. Okay. Tell me more about that. So I have to log into the computer or log the previous teacher out. Um, I have to type in my passwords if they're not already saved or if the teacher has logged out, they won't be saved or shut their computer off. Um, 
then I have my um, Google Slides set up all nice, like we learned <laughs> mm -hmm. um, efficiently for the week. And I use the same general template. Um, and then I go from there. I have a warm up um, to start off the class. We speak to our objectives. We go into a quick mini lesson, anywhere from five to 15 minutes. And then we move into independent or group work or both depending on um, how long the mini lesson goes. And then we move into a closure and clean up. Okay, great. Um, so I was stuck here on pulling up the Google slides and typing your mm -hmm. passwords. So you have your warm up, your objective. So like, do you have I can statements or um, I do, you do, we do, or. Mm -hmm. okay. So um, we use the, the friendly I can statements. So I can identify different colors was our objective for today. Okay. And is that your warm up? Is that what you consider your warm up or what do you, tell me a little bit about your warm up. So we reflect on um, previous learning. We reflect on current learning, um, what we're going to do for the day, and then we jump into the mini lesson. So okay. that is something that I could um, have them do on paper, and I could also have them review the date. The only thing is, it's so much paper because it's so much students, mm -hmm. excuse me, so many students, um, and we're not one-to-one -one for technology, so I can't always just throw it on Google Classroom and make it a Google form. Okay. So warm up, reflection, objectives, and then you have a five to 10 minute mini lesson. Mm -hmm. And then you do small group work while they're doing independent work or all whole group um, work. If it's, if it's needed, sometimes I'll have them work in groups, um, such as for like a speaking activity, because um, we work to the four modes of communication, speaking, listening, writing, and reading. Mm -hmm. So um, generally writing and listening are independent and um, speaking and reading can be more group work because um, some of the population that I have tend to be lower in reading. Mm -hmm. um, some of them have trouble with spelling. So writing and reading tend to be more difficult for them than speaking and listening. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just writing that down. And then how do you close the lesson? or your time there with them? So we review our objective. We talk about what we did that day, and then we talk about how it can apply to real life. Um, so one of our previous units was weather. And when we were talking about the weather, I asked them um, how it can apply to their real life, and I wanted a different answer each day. Mm -hmm. So one of the days it was, well, we need to know about the weather, um, so we can arrange our plans. Um, and then the next thing we went into was clothing. And I said, how can this apply to real life? And they said, well, we need to know what the weather is so we can get dressed. Um, and we can watch the weather on the TV in English or in Spanish because our population is very diverse. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And now you had told me, and then is there anything else? And then you clean up. Say. Yep, I clean up. Um, they clean up their table folders, and I actually dismiss by table or by group because one of the problems we were having was everyone was running out of the classroom at the end. So okay. now for a more controlled dismissal, that's what we do. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so you said you start off slow, but once you start your um, the objectives and the warm-up, mm -hmm. and then help me understand the behaviors there. So it's really, it really starts getting moving as long as they don't have questions, as long as kids aren't being goofy and saying things that are unrelated. Mm -hmm. um, if they aren't getting into any behaviors or side conversations, then we're good. And I've been focusing more on classroom management and just addressing behaviors as they come up. Um, making sure that I am consistent with the consequences and then following up with that at home as well. Tell me more about that. Okay, so um, we have all of our classroom expectations. Um, stay in your seat unless given permission to get up and move around. Um, 
or we're doing a moving activity. Um, keep your voices low so everybody can focus and concentrate. Um, different things like that, things that I'm sure all teachers expect in their classrooms. Um, be kind to each other, be respectful, um, be mindful of how you speak. And so um, if they are doing that, and doing a good job, then I would mark them down as a positive and I would give them our PBIS um, payment system. Um, I would give them a coupon. Um, at, or at the end of class, if they're doing really, really amazing and I'm so impressed, I will um, say that to them or maybe mention to the class, hey, this person did a really great job today and this is what I liked what they did. And then I offer a positive phone call or email. Um, on the flip side, um, I, I don't like calling them strikes because they don't respond as well to that as warnings. So if they get one warning, it's no big deal. You just need to get back on track. What Two is your warning, sign for that? What do you do when they get a warning? Like, what would you so say I to me if them, I was? I tell them flat out, this is a warning, or I give them a number mm -hmm. silently while I keep moving on. So as long as I have their eye contact, I'm good. Or I would go over, tap on their desk and say, okay, this is your warning because, and then I explicitly state it to them. So they're aware of what they're doing. What do you mean that you give them a number? Um, so the first warning isn't a big deal. The second warning is a big deal, but you can still turn it around. And the third warning would result in um, contact home and then maybe a consequence. So maybe that means they come during lunch and do a think sheet. Um, maybe if they were doing something that harmed another student, that would be a bigger consequence that would be referred to administration. So mm -hmm. three is like the big number, like, hey, I gave you some chances, but you didn't turn it around and now I need to, um, get involved with the people okay. who care about you so we can figure out how to make it work successfully. So is it a physical number that you give, that you hand to them, or is it just, you have to remember? Um, I have it written down on my clipboard. Got it. Okay. All right. So, um, so that's for the entire, that's sort of just the system for the entire 45 minutes that you're with them. And then when you're closing, I mean, do you have any, are there any points of you coming in getting started with a warm up, then the whole group practice or small group practice, however it is that you've set up that lesson, and then the mm -hmm. closing, the reflection, um, are there any parts that you would say that the behavior is overall the worst? Um, I would say either if they're working independently or when I'm getting set up at the beginning. Okay. because that's the time when they're speaking to each other. Um, they have to move around the room to get things. Mm -hmm. um, they're handing in work or um, in the designated bin, or maybe they need notes. And that's the time when they're really realizing, okay, this is what I need right now. Or on the flip side, they're saying, oh, okay, this is time when I need to be working but some students will also use that as time to communicate with others and the communication right. isn't always positive. Right. Okay. Um, and when is the behavior the best? I would say that for the most part, the behavior is best when I'm up in front of the room or if we're doing a speaking activity. I find that when we're doing speaking activities, they get really excited about what they know and they have the chance to apply it. Um, so it's all the learning that they've taken in and they get to actually show it and discuss with other people. And that's the whole goal. Communication is the goal. Right. And I know that about, you know, teaching second languages, they have to be actually speaking it to remember it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. out, you know, feeling, looking up words and things like that only goes so mm -hmm. far. Okay. Is there anything else that you think I should know? Um... I try, I try very hard and I like to be good at what I'm doing. Um, and lately I've been focusing on not losing my cool. Um, so just staying calm and that has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it also takes a lot of energy and focus mm -hmm. <laughs> and it takes a lot out of me. So I'm very proud that that's something I've been able to do lately. But when I'm going, cause I teach, um, four classes in a row, have my lunch break, and then teach my last class of the day. 
it can be very challenging some days to keep my cool teaching four classes in a row if there are challenging behaviors in each of those four classes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you're working on mindfulness yourself. Absolutely. Okay. And I know there's always room to grow. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell me um, what you're doing. Are you taking deep breaths? Do you have a mantra that you repeat to yourself? Um, what is it that that looks like? So I try to meditate consistently. I'm working on doing cardio three times a week to reduce my stress. Mm -hmm. um, I love going to the gym and lifting weights. Mm -hmm. um, and I just try to remember when I'm in the classroom and when I'm at school. Students are young. It's not like they're in high school anymore. Um, and high school is more controlled. They can think about their actions. But when they're young like this, if I'm going to, if I get frustrated, it's really not going to help anything. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to help me. It's not going to help them. And they need to know that I'm there and I care. Like there are so many kids with trauma currently or previous trauma. And our population is so diverse, but we are also a Title I school. Mm -hmm. So that means that I need to be able to be there for my kids. At the end of the day, they need to know that I care about them, even if I need to be strict in class. Mm -hmm. And if, because if they don't know that I care about them, I, nothing I do is going to work. Okay. So let's, let's build off of what you just said. So I want to go back to when you, or even before you walk into the classroom, how is your relationship mm -hmm. with the teachers that you work with? Um, I would say that I'm on everybody's good sides. I try to be very respectful and polite. Um, I'm pretty happy-go-lucky, but sometimes too apologetic. <laughs> I feel like it's not my space because I only am in that room for one class period. Um, and even though teachers will tell me this is your space too, um, I don't always have space to put things up around the room. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they'll move their room and they won't tell me the new seating arrangement. Um, so it kind of feels like I'm on the outs sometimes, but I would, I would say I have a pretty good relationship with them. I don't know that they know that I feel this way. And that's kind of hard for me to express, I think, because I don't want to make anybody feel bad and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But at the same time, I know that I need to be a better advocate for myself. I just think that it's easier to do that going into it in the beginning. And that was something that I didn't necessarily do at the beginning of the school year. I find that transitions are best done either at the beginning or at a big, huge point, like um, the middle of the year when everybody switches classes, things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, have you, are you trimesters or semesters? We're semesters. Okay. Or quarters. Quarters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So quarter three. Is We're halfway through it. We just did okay. progress reports. Okay. You know, there are definitely some things that I would say are, are best to change per quarter, but I mm -hmm. think when it comes to classroom management and when it comes mm -hmm. to um, creating an environment and a culture of understanding and respect for one another, I think there's mm -hmm. no better time than the present. There's no okay. reason to wait. If it's hurting you, it's hurting your instruction, it's hurting your kids, your, your students' learning. Um, both the, the students who are showing those behaviors and the students who are not showing the behaviors, you know, they mm -hmm. are, they are all, you're all losing out. So I don't think that this is a situation that is best weighted, that is best, um, held out until the final quarter or even next year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to go back. I, I actually want to start with, um, with the other teachers that you're working with. Okay. As I was listening, you know, it, I really, I'm going to focus on that startup when you first walk into the classroom. So based on what you have um, helped me to understand about your situation, there are a couple of, of suggestions that I have for you. Um, mm -hmm. So would you like me to lay them out there for you? Yeah, absolutely. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if there's anything that I suggest that you have tried, let me know because maybe we can do a little tweak or we need to try okay. something else. Okay. 
So what I'm thinking is your, um, your work with classroom management and behaviors should start before you even enter the classroom. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there's some collaboration and some um, tag teaming that you and the teacher, the classroom teacher can do together to help to set you up for more success. I'm definitely open to that. Um, I think that my relationships with the teachers whose classrooms I share, um, I think they're all working and functioning. Um, and I've gone to all of them for advice before. It's just if they're willing to give me that couple minutes of time. And if they are, then I'm definitely willing to ask for sure. That's awesome. So that was what I, that was going to be my next suggestion is asking them what works for them and making sure that you understand their expectations with their teacher and mm-hmm. then letting them know that you, and that might be a little, and again, if you've already tried this, it might be a little hard for you to remember the different expectations per classroom, but mm-hmm. letting them know that whatever expectations Mrs. X has, yeah. then, then you expect that same behavior from them. Mm-hmm. Same expectations. Um, but what I was thinking is more of a collaboration of helping them to set you up for success. So for mm-hmm. example, having maybe having the teacher have them have their folders out before you get there. Yeah. And maybe even asking them if you, they wouldn't mind signing you in to their computer mm-hmm. before you come in. Have you tried that before? Um, no, I haven't. Generally, I have to sign in. Okay. So that would save me a lot of time for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that of course goes, you know, with your comfort level with having, you know, letting them have your, your password and your username or whatever. Um, but whether it's that, or maybe you have, you know, a, maybe you come up with some crafty way of having maybe another account that they sign into that has access to your slideshow. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that way, you know, it's just quick for them as they're transitioning out that they're, do you, you have a friend there, don't you? Yes, I do. Sorry. Who is this? Who is this? Sadie. Hi, Sadie. (laughs) She's really cute. Okay. So listeners, I know you can't see this, but she's got a beautiful cat sitting with her. Okay. So first of all, maybe have asking the, the teachers and maybe if you, if you want to even craft the email to me. Mm-hmm. First, to see, to okay. make sure it's not wordy, it's direct, but positive, you know, that it's coming from a space of, I want to help your students be successful. Um, mm-hmm. If you can help me by doing this one thing for me, or these two things for me, number one, having them have their folders out. Yeah. And number two, signing me into your computer. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, I would suggest having them start their thinking about what it is that they did yesterday before you even come into class. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what that would look like for you. And that depends on your teaching style. So whether it's drawing a picture, you know, if you just have several pieces of blank paper or recycled paper in their folder for them, yeah. that maybe they are drawing a picture of what they did yesterday or they can choose, you know, Choice mm-hmm. is always the best place to go with this type yeah. of, you know, like a soft start um, mm-hmm. to, to this, um, to you starting your lesson. So um, they could write a sentence, they could draw a picture, they could mm-hmm. represent in any way that they want what they remember from yesterday. Okay. Does that make sense? And that will be you modeling that. It might, it might be a day of a lesson, but mm-hmm. that is what you do. We're going to practice this. And you give, you know, handing out the recycled paper where they're working on the back of it or whatever, and whatever your expectations are so that when they come in or whenever you come in, they're already starting and this will take practice and routine and Mm -hmm. structure, but they're, when you come in, they're already getting their brains ready to move, you know, to move with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm making sure that I write these things down because I'm going to check in on you. Okay. <laughs> um, the other thing is, is then, um, so when you come in, you said that right away you start with reflection of what you did the day before yep. and then you jump into the I can statements and you jump into their lesson. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it would be helpful for you to set the tone for your expectations by either having what I started my day because I had 30 first graders at one point and it was, 
it was a really hard year. But when I came back during Christmas break, I did a lot of research on creating a, cause I had students that were, they were very mean to each other. They, mm-hmm. we had, I mean, and this was a small school. So a lot of the kids knew each other. They were with each other in kindergarten. There were only two sections of kindergarten, two sections of first grade. So yeah. they knew each other. Maybe another student's mom was their babysitter after school, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, it was like a brother, sister, or a sister, sister kind of relationship, which is great. They know each other well, but it's also really, um, it it doesn't set them up for success when it comes to focusing on learning instead of the Mm -hmm. drama, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So what I would suggest is having some sort of ritual. And I know Lori Desatels talked about this. Um, I want to, I refer to it a lot. I want to say it's episode 28. Okay. So I would suggest you go back and listen to that episode. She talks about having um, sort of this this classroom family time, and it doesn't have you don't have to call it family time. And I can't remember exactly what she called it, but it had to do with creating this culture of when we start, we start by welcoming each other, or I welcome you to this lesson, and we definitely make sure that we know our expectations. So whether Mm -hmm. that's with a chant, for me, it was a classroom. I called it a classroom mantra because they could say it without it even being displayed on my slides because we did it every single morning. But I actually borrowed it from my daughter's school. So it was like a classroom pledge, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Pledge of Allegiance, but it was a classroom pledge about how we are going to behave and what it is that we're going to focus on and what we're going to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're a big fan of mindfulness for yourself, but maybe yeah. starting out what I would also start my um, morning out with, and you do not have to do all of these things, but it's just ways that I felt it helped our morning to go so much more smoothly. And I was mm-hmm. able to um, use that language then during the lesson or during the independent practice time when they were getting off task and off focus, I was able to say when, when we're reading and they would say, just read because we would talk about focusing on what you're doing rather than what's yeah. happening around you. You know, that, that mindfulness and focus on the present and what's, what's right in front of you. So my suggestion would be to have some sort of Spanish pledge and maybe you even say it in Spanish. Yeah. They you know love I mean? Spanish. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something that we could incorporate. They love using it and hearing it. Yeah. So I will, what I'll do is I know you're already a fan of planning by using slides. I will, uh, create a copy of just that slide. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. will, I will send it to you. So you, you can of course change it in any way you want, but it's just a simple, like three or four sentence pledge. You can mm-hmm. take it down to two chain, you know, practice it in English and then say it in Spanish, yeah. you know, something where, and then if they get off task or they start to nitpick or whatever it is that, that they're mm-hmm. doing that you can say in Spanish even, or in English, you could say to them, when we're in this class, we treat each other with respect. Yeah. Um, and then if you're interested too, I don't know if you um, have ever used Go Noodle. Um, I've heard of it. My best friend used to teach fifth grade and she would use it frequently. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I would not suggest if they're already, um, if you're coming in and they're already hot, I would not do like one of the crazy, funny, fun ones. Maybe mm-hmm. use that as an incentive at the end of class. Yeah. But what I would suggest is maybe doing the Go Noodle flow. Okay. So the Go Noodle flows, they offer mindfulness, they offer focus, paying attention to your body, deep breathing. And that's where I said I got the when we're reading, just read. Mm-hmm. You know, so they say those types of things in, in the Go Noodle flow. So, you know, obviously all of these things take time. I am not telling you to go into the classroom tomorrow and do all of these things or to spend your personal time that you're not getting paid (laughs) to do all of this planning. It's Mm -hmm. their ideas to help you to, Mm -hmm. um, to really refocus their attention, help to set you up for success. It is not selfish for you to look at this as I need help setting myself up for success. Because if you don't set yourself up for success, you're not going to set your kids up for success. Yeah. Because you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be frustrated. As much meditation and deep breathing as you're trying to do, we have to try some different things in order to see something different. I know you believe that because you've already made some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So my top suggestions are, number one, do some collaboration with the the classroom teacher that you're going into. 
ask them to have their folders out, decide how it is that maybe you can have the kids rather than just sitting and waiting, Mm -hmm. that they are already starting to do that reflection. And then you can have the students share what it is they remember by reading their sentence or showing their picture or whatever. And you know, it could even be, you could even open it up to say, if you don't remember what we did yesterday, think about what we uh, try to remember what we did two days ago, or what is your favorite lesson that, that we, that I've uh, led for you. Yeah. So you're opening it up to not just like putting them in a box. Like you only are allowed to write about tomorrow because then they'll say, I don't remember. Well, that's okay. What do you remember from a Mm -hmm. day before or the day before that, you know, and that's all just kind of making connections that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we don't just forget, you know, and some kids have that memorable lesson that they just remember because it was really super fun or they happen to have some schema or some understanding or connection to it um, in some way where they can feel like, oh my gosh, like I do remember something. So that's empowering them to be able to share as well. Yeah. So if the start of your um, Spanish class is the hardest, those would be my beginning suggestions to start thinking about and trying. Okay. Um, so then, you know, they're doing the re- reflection before you come in. So you're having them share what they have already been thinking about. You have your pledge. You can say it in English or Spanish, and I will share that slide with you. And I'm not claiming that I created this pledge. I totally did not. I changed a couple things about it, but my daughter's school, she would come home and say it. And I was like, oh, I need that in my classroom, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then thinking about bringing some, some of that meditation practice, those things that bring you peace and calm bringing that to them. And it does work. It's not going to change overnight, but it, mm-hmm. it really does work to help to calm, calm that space down for you to be okay. more successful. Have you tried any of these things or are there any other ideas that are coming to mind as I'm um, kind of putting these in front of you? Um, I haven't tried any of these things yet, actually. So I am excited to come away with this with new ideas mm-hmm. and things that I can try Um, And I know I probably shouldn't throw them in all at once because (laughs) that'll overwhelm them. But I think they'll be excited to see some new small tweaks um, in our lessons just to help everyone be more successful. And I think that Go Noodle can be a thing that they can really enjoy because even though they like to believe that they're big, bad fifth graders. <laughs> they uh-huh. suck parts of fourth graders sometimes. <laughs> they do. They do. And what's great about this too, is if you, you know, you do the flow, they don't. And eventually after you go through, cause there are several in there that are free. Um, once you go through each of them and you create a routine, you can kind of gradually let them know that eventually, you know, maybe that can be a positive reward that you will have a chance to choose which flow we come into, or I'm going to pick somebody who's really working hard on their reflection when I come in to choose mm-hmm. the go noodle flow for today. So yeah. you're rewarding that positive behavior, mm-hmm. right? Right. When you come in, you're like, Hey, um, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to use my nephew's name. Hey, Benny, I noticed that you're, you're working so hard on your reflection. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you choose the go noodle flow today. Yeah. You know, and some kids will probably play it off. You know, they're, I know they're fifth graders, but they're going to be like, whatever, you know, or if they're like, I don't want to choose, be like, all right, go ahead and choose somebody. Yeah. Empower them to have that choice. That'll be really helpful Mm -hmm. or choose somebody that you see that's working. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it doesn't become a battle in that way. Mm -hmm. So those are my top suggestions. What I'd like to do is, um, now listeners, if you've been following me on Instagram, you can see I've been batching a ton of episodes of interviews these last few, uh, last couple weeks. So I'm going to do another round of these in July, um, either late June, early July. Um, and then I'll sprinkle in throughout July cause I know it's vacation and all that. Um, so I would love to check in with you and see how yeah. things went. And of course, even before that, I want you to email me. Yes. <laughs> Let me know how things are going. Ask me questions. I'm more than happy to walk you through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Implement these changes and answer any questions that you have. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Do you have any questions before we end our call tonight? Oh, um, questions are my favorite. <laughs> what, what would you recommend for me in terms of my favorite, like quote, like my little mantra is sometimes courage is the soft voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if I'm having one of those hard days and I can focus on doing one little thing to kind of turn it around or at least end on a good note, 
what do you recommend that would be? One little thing, like one little thing you can say to yourself or one little thing you can do? Um, I'm, I'm a woman of action. I like actions. So. Okay. I would ask yourself, does this have to be done? Mm-hmm. And not okay. just does this have to be done now, does this have to be done at all? Okay. And to go even deeper, does it have to be done this way with this much detail? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes we put pressure on ourselves, especially if we have that disease to please, mm-hmm. and we want that gold star, and we want to be known for doing all the things, which is like, 95% of the teachers that I work with. I mean, we yeah. always want to be liked. We don't get it tonight, Taylor. And I'm glad you asked this question because you said, I don't want, hold on. I have to write this. I, have, I wrote it down and put a star beside it. You said, you said, I don't want to let anybody down or I don't want to make anybody mad. And you said, I know that I should talk to them, but I don't, you said I, something along the lines, I wish I could find it. I'm looking through my notes furiously here. <laughs> um, but you said, I, I just, I don't want to let them down. You're not letting anybody down by, but yourself by not asking for help. Okay? okay. You're not a superhero. So I see a couple of these agents of same. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Okay. So these agents of same, I see two of them. Number one, if it isn't perfect, it isn't good enough to try or do. Mm-hmm. And I can do everything myself. That's superhero Sam. Yeah. You do it all yourself. Number one, you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Two, you certainly can't do it all yourself. So it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to ask yourself, does this have to be done? Or have I made this unwritten rule for myself that it has to be done and it has to be done this way? And mm-hmm. that, will, that will not only help you to think about, you know, take a perspective, a different perspective on how you're starting your class time. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to help you to look differently at how you're spending your time at home. Yeah. That is a whole nother coaching call. Mm-hmm. And, that in, and that in itself warrants a, a, you know, a couple of steps to really reassess why you're t- taking so much home. Yes. Okay. So I, I hope that was helpful. Is that yeah. helpful to you? Okay. I think that is something that I can incorporate into every aspect of my life. And if you knew the people in my life, they would tell you that you got me on the nose. (laughs) What you just said is probably something that I needed to hear and I need like up on my bulletin board in my office. So Mm -hmm. yes, thank you. And this is honestly, you're so welcome. And honestly, this is something even I, have you seen Miss Americana yet on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the part? I keep coming back to this. Taylor shared something I did not know she was struggling with in her mm-hmm. life. Okay. And you may know what I'm talking about, but she says to herself, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. No. You tell yourself, no, we don't do that anymore. That's not being negative. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's being mentally strong. We don't do that anymore. Okay. So yeah. when you see yourself going to these habits that you've created, because what you're doing now, they are habits. With yeah. your, I can't help but acknowledge this because it just breaks my heart that you're doing so much at home and you're considering, you know, leaving or, or doing something else. So I think before you take that big, that big step, mm-hmm. tell yourself or ask yourself, do I have to do this? And even in some, in some cases, tell yourself, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it's okay. All right. Okay. okay. I'm hyped. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm hyped too. Like I have goosebumps. <laughs> All right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to, um, I'm going to type out an email to you. I'm going to type out these five things that I'd like you to try. I'm going to attach this slide for you. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I just want you to check in. It doesn't have to be every day. It does not have to be every day. It doesn't have to be four (laughs) paragraphs. Okay. Just check in. I'm going to check in on you. Okay. Over the next couple of, uh, especially the next couple of weeks into the end of the school year. And then we're going to be back on next season, how things are going. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Taylor, it was so good to have you on here today. This was, I know it's hard stuff we're talking about, but it, it, to me, it's, it's so fun to go through these conversations and to, and to help you. So thank you for allowing me to do this live coaching session with you. 
Yeah, and it's nice to see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> what yes. <is> the key? <laughs> so, thank well, you. I cannot wait. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming on, and I cannot wait to see some transformation. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.